rookie season is over. Hey everybody, I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 477, Decorate Like a Pro, Living Room Edition. Oh yeah. We are so excited. I know, I love decorating the living room. I just think it's such a wonderful place to decorate. It's where you can hang out, and it's where you can invite your friends in. So I think it's a great place to start. Yeah, and what I like about the living room and decorating it is it's different from every other room or I should say different from the other very important rooms in your home because it's not utilitarian at all. It's not the kitchen. It's not the bathroom. It's not the office. So it can kind of be whatever you want it to be. And we're going to teach you how to decorate it beautifully and have it serve your needs and the needs of your family. And show you all the opportunities you have to really make that room in your house fabulous. But before we start today, we wanted to read a review. Now, you know, we love getting these reviews and we read every single one of them. We're not reading out loud to you to sort of pat ourselves on the back. We're just doing it really to thank the person who took the time to write the review. So it does take time. Apple doesn't Whatever make it you that need to tell easy. Your- yeah. Whatever you need to tell yourself, Kelly. There you go. Apple doesn't really make it too easy to leave a review. Uh, so we really appreciate every single person that takes the time and their enthusiasm and puts it down on the computer and hits submit because it really does make a big difference in how the show is then featured and then offered to other potential uh, listeners. So here we've got this amazing review from Jenny R920. Thank you, Jenny, so much. I'm going to read it to you guys now. Kelly and Anita, you two are inspiring me something fierce. Woo! Love it. My husband and I recently purchased a brand new home just built in Middle Tennessee, and all of the design choices were set when we bought it, and it is about 90% complete. That sounds very exciting. We are moving to the home from out of state, so we have not even seen it in person. Oh my gosh. Jenny, bold move. We have only seen photos, and while we were pleased with the build, it is a lot of gray and white. Listening to your podcast has me so excited to get there this summer and get cracking with some balance, symmetry, vignettes, and the like. Thank you for laying the foundation for me to visualize the right direction for our new home. Exclamation point. Jenny, congratulations to you and your husband. We couldn't be more excited, and I think that is an amazingly bold move to buy a house without even seeing it. I really like Tennessee. So if I'm in Nashville again visiting my friend, you're going to have to let me know where you are because I would love to see what you've done to your now gray and white house. That's going to be absolutely fantastic when you're done with it. I'm sure the house is wonderful. Happy to hear from you. Yes, thanks, Jenny. So if anybody else wants to leave a really nice review for us, we'd be thrilled. Thank you so much. It just takes a little bit of time, but not a lot. I shouldn't 
scare you off. It doesn't take that long, but it does take effort, right? Everything does. So we appreciate everybody who does that. Hey, Jenny, if you need help with your house, Anita and I are here. We are available for design consults. We've had so many consults with many of our listeners, and we love doing them. So if anybody listening, Jenny included, are interested in doing a design consult with Anita and I, we'll have the link in the show notes. Okay, so Anita, let's dive into the living room. Decorate like a pro. What's your first tip? My first tip is I'm thinking about the artwork over the sofa. If you have your sofa against a wall, then I think a lot of times people put artwork that is way too small above the sofa. Or maybe they put a little bit on one side or, you know, I think you need to look at the whole wall, actually, to start with and back up. And kind of see the whole wall as one entity. And that biggest piece of artwork, and I'm thinking a really large piece of artwork, is going to go behind the sofa. And kind of keep in mind any other artwork on the wall kind of needs to work with whatever is over the sofa. And if you don't have one large piece of artwork, then you can go with maybe three pieces or maybe some sconces, large sconces, and one large piece of artwork. Uh, but anyway, I just think it needs to be sized for your sofa. That's a great place to start in the living room because art is so personal. As I mentioned in the introduction, the living room is a wonderful opportunity to showcase your style, your design, and your taste. And what better way to do that than with a really nice sized piece of art? Uh, what I say about the living room before I get into my particular tips is just don't knee jerk to a design or a, a layout. Really think about how that room is going to serve you and serve you beautifully and serve your family or anybody else who's living there. You don't necessarily have to have a traditional sofa and two chairs and a big giant TV or all these things that you might normally see in a living room. As we said, it is not a utilitarian space, so it's kind of a blank slate. So if you're a book lover, then you're going to want to have bookcases. If you're all about comfort, then you're going to want to have a really, really comfortable sofa and some other comfortable places to sit. If you've got a giant family, then maybe you want to think about how you can get a big sectional in there. Uh, if you have a really important collection or if you have a beautiful, beautiful piece of art, then maybe you're going to want to figure out how to showcase that the best. So really think about it. Uh, open your eyes to all the possibilities. Have a look at your own living room. See what's going on there. You know, are there some choices that you made, whether it be in actual pieces or the layout, that was just seemed like that's what everybody does in the living room? You don't have to <laughs> yeah. do it that way. Yeah, I think you're right. In fact, I mean, you could do four chairs instead of a sofa and two chairs. I mean, there's so many different configurations and there's so many different things you can do. I think really it's important to kind of think about how you use the room and really kind of build from there uh, because, you know, not every time does a sofa make sense in every living room. Absolutely. And, you know, think about the space and uh, how you get in and out of the room. So it has to function well as well as be beautiful. So really when you boil it down, every living room should have just a few things. And these are just the, you know, the sort of the must-haves, comfortable seating, a rug, 
side tables and at least three light sources. Now, you know, that this is in my humble opinion. This is what every living room should have. Now, obviously, we're going to decorate like pros. So you're not going to stop there, but you you want to keep going, but you can have as Anita mentioned, all different ways of getting there, right? It doesn't have to be the traditional sofa or the traditional what have you. So let's dive into some of that stuff right now. Uh, Well, I was going to go on to the rug next. Perfect. Okay. Because again, I think people make a mistake a lot of times with artwork being too small, especially over the sofa. And I see the same thing happening with that rug in the living room. And so you, in most cases, you do have a sofa that's maybe seven feet long. So you're going to want a rug that's big enough to work where the front feet of your sofa and the chairs are going to at least be on that rug. But it's even better if the rug completely fits all the furniture on it. So eight by 10 is really probably the bare minimum. And really you want to go bigger than that in most cases. And if you have a rug that you really love, but you realize it is too small, you can layer them and put a neutral rug underneath that patterned rug or just layer any two kinds of rugs. You can always go with like a sisal underneath and that just works great with just about any rug. And then it's going to extend it and it'll work beautifully in your space. Yeah, great tip. And again, that's one of the foundational pieces in the living room. So a really well-sized rug, really take the measuring tape out or even get some painter's tape and and put it down on the floor. Don't just see a rug in a catalog and pick it and say, oh, well, I think I can get away with the 8 by 10 when really you need the 11 by 14. So check it, double check it, and then make the purchase. And layering is a great option. So, but you're going to have to have one rug that's big enough. So, you know, the bottom rug is going to have to be the, a large one to to really fit the space. How about creating conversation areas? This is sort of a design pro concept, I should say, because a lot of people are just going to have everything pushed up against the walls, uh, the sofa, maybe the chairs, and in reality. It's hard to talk to people, and that's sort of what's happening in the living room a lot. Or, you know, you're in there and you're reading a book or something like that. Maybe you want to have the ottoman closer or another chair closer. Move things off the walls. Create conversation areas. And if you have a long room like I do for my living room, you may even be able to make two conversation areas. So sort of cluster the furniture. You can always push it away again, but see how it feels if you pull it off the walls and you kind of like, you know, in a sense, circle the wagons a little bit, bring it in and around and see how that feels. Yes. And talking about scale, the other thing to think about are your side tables. You want them at least, I would say, 25 inches tall, uh, at least up to the arm of that sofa. I've seen this where the side tables are too short. And it just feels skimpy, like the too small rug feels skimpy. Those short tables can really feel skimpy. So when you've got the scale of a sofa, you really want those side tables to be sized properly. So make sure they're up to that side arm, like I said, probably at least 25 inches. And if you've got a tall back sofa, then I think you, you, know, you might even want it a little bit taller because you want it to be in scale with your sofa. You like them taller. It's I a love it rule, tall. right? Yes, I do. 
I think that's nice too. I'd kind of rather reach up to if even a little bit, you know, to put a glass or something that rather than reaching down. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just I'm thinking of it visually as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Well, rifting off the tables, have side tables close enough to each seat that someone could reach over and put a glass down or a book or something like that. It feels really awkward to just have a chair and there's nothing on either side of it, particularly in the living room. Oh, I think that's so mean to hand someone a glass when a guest comes over. (laughs) They have no place to set it down. It just seems mean. And then they set it on the floor and the dog starts drinking out of it, which is no bueno. So, or, or they, yeah, they feel impelled to chug. You know, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's your glass back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to move on to the mantle now. Uh, most people do have one in their living room. If you don't, you can skip over. Fast forward to the next point. Uh, when you've got your mantle, you know, back in the old days, they really kind of people tended to load them up with stuff. And now so many people have a TV above the so, uh, the mantle. But even if you don't, the look really now is for a very clean mantle. So I think a lot of these work best just to have nothing on the mantle. If you have artwork there or the TV there, you can just put one or two things or even nothing there. Ah. Yes, you're absolutely right. If you've got a lot of stuff on your mantle right now, you might have put it there a long time ago. Just go have a look. Take some of it off. See how that feels. Maybe just put a little trio of small votives or small little vases with some greens cut in there. A candle maybe on either end. Super simple. See how you like that. You might like it better. Um, So we talked about... Having tables close enough where you can put down a glass or put down a book. So let's talk about books for a second. If you really love books, and really who doesn't, but if you really like the look of books, put a bookcase in your living room. That's a great way to add height to the room. Also a wonderful way to add some personality. You know, everybody wants to look and see what people have in their bookshelves, checking out the spines. It kind of gives you a little insight into the person. So you might want to display your favorite collection of books. I wouldn't put my beach reads or some paperbacks there, but some beautiful books, uh, maybe your collection of decor books or design books or gardening books or just novels that you really love. Bookcase is a great place to not only store the books, but then you have an opportunity to create these vignettes on one or more of the shelves. So I know we have episodes on how to create a bookcase and we're probably due for another one of those soon. So, you know, check those out. We'll link those in the show notes, but (laughs) adding a bookcase even a very slim one. I recently did that in my living room and it made such a difference. I, if you've been a listener for a long time, you know I've kind of struggled with that one end of my living room because it is very long and narrow. And it felt like at times there was just not, not enough there. And then at one point I had way too much there. So I think I finally <laughs> got it right. And I added a very slim bookcase there. And I love what it did for the room. Nice. Did you end it on the short wall? Or did you put it on the short wall or the long wall? I put it on the wall that is uh, or shares the wall with my dining room. So it's mm-hmm. opposite the the two windows. So it's not well. I guess it's the long. It is the long wall, but it's <laughs> okay. The, thank you. The, the deep end of it. Okay. Uh, you know, and it's a small wall. It's just a sort of portion of a wall because there's an entry to the dining room right there. 
Yeah, those long rooms are really hard to work with. So kudos to you to find something that's working there. And I love a bookcase in the living room. I have two in mine and I feel like it's just such a wonderful way to display things. And it just really gives a room so much personality because you can do so much with those bookcases, paint them different colors, really change out the things in the bookcase to completely change the feel of the room, go lacquered, go go with more of a rustic feel. There's just so much personality you can add with those bookcases. Now, I want to go back to the mantle where the TV is or wherever your TV is. And do you have wires hanging down? Because if you do, that's a big no-no. So be sure and see if you can't get someone to come and put those behind the wall or see if maybe you can do it. But running those behind the wall is going to make you so much happier. You really don't want to be looking at those. With 477 episodes, we do cover a lot of topics. We do have an episode all about getting rid of the wires, don't we, mm-hmm. Nita? We well, that's can, right. We can link that. Yeah, yes, with yes, some yes. Great ideas for that. And and right. And just to actually, which brings me to my next point, I'll just go ahead and mention it now. And that is any wires, try to hide those, run them behind a chest of drawers or something like that, or even duct tape them to the back of a leg. We have a lot more tips in the episode we'll link to, but that's just a quick one. And we have a lot more pro tips coming your way. But first, we're going to tell you about our sponsors. What's better than a healthy, delicious meal? Well, one that's delivered to your door. What's better yet? A healthy, delicious meal that's delivered to your door with our special deal. Green Chef gives you that and much more. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow recipes, perfect for keto, paleo, and plant-powered diets, or even if you just want to eat in a more balanced way. Leading a healthier lifestyle and eating better is so easy with Green Chef. There are satisfying home-cooked meals that you can get ready in a flash. Everything is hand-picked, featuring organic veggies, high-quality protein, delivered to your door pre-measured and mostly prepped in insulated packaging. I am loving the Italian shrimp pesto, perfect for a summer evening. We have this amazing deal. It's even better than the one before. Go to greenchef.com slash DTT100 and use the code DTT100 to get $100, yep, 100 bucks off your order, including free shipping. So that's DTT100 at greenchef.com. Are you as comfortable as I am right now? I dare say, unless you are wearing a Harper Wild bra like I am, you are not. But I want you to be. So get yourself some Harper Wilds. You gotta get the base, the bliss, the lounge, the move. Oh, the move. I love it so much. So comfortable. You can go from day to workout and back. You never want to take it off. Harper Wild makes bras that put comfort first. With Harper Wild, you can always count on buttery fabrics and thoughtful construction for absolutely all-day comfort. Harper Wild truly makes everything about bras better. And for all of you, and because I really want you to be comfy and you want to be comfy too, we've got a great special deal. Go to harperwild.com slash DTT so you can get 20% off your first purchase. That's harperwild, W-I-L-D-E, to get 20% off your first purchase. Because truly, the only thing better than a comfortable bra 
is getting a discount for getting a comfortable bra. 20% off at harperwild.com DTT. Millions of people have improved their mental health and their outlook on life with the help of BetterHelp. BetterHelp is convenient, affordable, and professional online counseling. It is not self-help. If you're suffering from anything that's impeding your happiness, whether it be job stresses, family issues, grief, anything that is stopping you from living your best life, the counselors at BetterHelp can assist you in getting back on track and being the best you you can be. BetterHelp is there for you day in, day out, because it's online counseling. So take charge of your mental health like so many millions of others have already done. Head to BetterHelp, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-T-T to receive 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash D-T-T for 10% off your first month. Mm, Okay, how about the curtains? We haven't talked about curtains yet. Yeah, drapes, curtains. How do you feel about that in the living room? Well, I mean, I could take them or leave them. You know, I'm kind of more, I'd rather not have them. But if you do, I think just be careful that they're not too heavy looking. And also, you want to be sure that that you've hung them up as high as you can toward the ceiling, that they hang down to the floor. Even if you don't have your window extending all the way from the ceiling to the floor, you want your curtains to. And uh, you want them to hang so that they're not covered. So when you open the curtains all the way, you don't want them covering more than perhaps an inch of the window on either side. So that when you pull them open, you really can get all the light in as possible from the window. So that's, I mean, that's something that uh, is definitely a pro tip to get all that light in the house. It certainly is because a lot of people wouldn't think about that. And then you put that rod in the wall and you hang them up and you step back and all of a sudden it's as if the drapes are drawn. It's dark because there's just too much fabric covering the window. So really think about that before you get the drill out or hire somebody to come and hang up those rods. You want to hang them high and hang them as wide as possible. And if you can't have a really wide installation of the rod, And if you just are adding some drapery really to add some texture or softness fabric to the space, then think about just doing a very thin uh, column of fabric. It's not ideal, but I had to deal with this. I have a lot of problems in this living room of mine because the the one window just abutted up against the wall so closely. So I had to have both sides be very slim. And I was a little worried about what was that going to look like, but it really looks very nice. And under them, I have the natural woven blinds. So I really wanted to bring your eye up because the ceiling's tall and I really wanted to soften the space with some fabric. In the balance, I decided to go for it. Even though in a perfect world, I would have had a much wider drapery panel. But so I guess the bottom line is there. You can get away with a very thin panel. I would probably do a solid like I did. I wouldn't do a big pattern and just have a little bit of it. But, you know, if you did a linen or something like that, I have a sort of a creamy linen and it looks very nice. I don't notice it and say, oh, gosh, that you know drapery panel is too thin. Right. And, you know... Usually you have two panels per window, one on either side. 
And I really like the look if it's if the wall has two windows to just do one panel on the outside of each window. And that's less fabric and it you know you just make sure it's wide enough to go all the way across the window. But usually I don't open or close them because I have the bamboo shades. So that's something you can do, but in my bedroom the windows are too close to the wall, kind of like you were saying, so you can't mm-hmm. really get a full panel on the outside. So on this one wall, the one panel is on the inside of those windows. So it's on it's not on the corner side, but it's on the other side of the window, if you know what I mean. I copied you and did that in my bedroom too. So we'll have to talk about that when we do decorate your pro tips bedroom edition. <laughs> because that's what we both did there. So how about a coffee table and or a cocktail table? Does anybody mm. know the difference between those two things? Or do you think they're interchangeable? I think people use those terms interchangeably, but there really is a difference. The cocktail table, which became popular in the Roaring Twenties, as you might imagine, is low, rectangular, or square, and used to serve cocktails. And the coffee table, which stemmed from the Victorian era, is usually round or oval and was higher but over time came to sit a bit, a little bit lower based on the sofas that it was sitting in front of. So it's just a little smidge of a difference between them, where they came from oh, and the shapes. You know, I mean, good either cocktail conversation or, you know, coffee chat conversation. But the bottom line is, do you think you have to have one in a living room? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's... If you've got a sofa, I think it's going to look odd without something, without an ottoman or a coffee table or a cocktail table. I agree. And the pro tip here, I guess, is you just don't have to have a cocktail or a coffee table. You can have an ottoman. You can have an ottoman with a tray on it. You can devise something that's different or more interesting than just simply a rectangular piece of wood or, you know, metal or something like that. There's a lot of different options. You could even do a set of nesting tables if the the biggest one is large enough to look like it balances nicely with your sofa or spread a set of nesting tables out a bit. So, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they are then, you know, decreasing in size, but they're wider than they would be if they were all pushed together. There's a lot of different ways you can get to it. I think this is like everything else we've talked about previously. It's all about scale. And this is another thing I see a lot where somebody has a large sofa and then this small coffee table. And I think if you're going to go small, then you may want two in front of the sofa or just scale it bigger so that it just really seems like it goes with the sofa that you've chosen. So uh, another thing to think about while we're next to the sofa is the cushions on the sofa. Because Let me just go back to the coffee table for a second. Yes, of course. I think the coffee table is a place where you can really add some interesting tension to the living room. Because say you have a traditional sofa, traditional in shape, or maybe traditional in fabric or something like that, and maybe a, one or two matching chairs, and maybe you've got some wood pieces in there, or a side table, or a wooden bookcase, or something like that. I think you can create some of the interesting tension that we like to see in a room with your coffee table. So your coffee table could be a completely different material. It could be metal. It could be glass. It could be shiny. It could be of a completely different type of design style. 
And then if you repeated that design style and maybe a lamp or something like that in another place in the room and maybe a third element in that same style, you can really make the room so much more interesting. And a lot of coffee tables are not that expensive. You can use, you know, the old standbys, Wayfair or Overstock or even Amazon to get an interesting metal and glass coffee table that might really jazz up your other pieces of wooden furniture or upholstered pieces. Yeah, I think well said. So there's a lot of options there and look into them. Okay, so you wanted to talk about the... The sofa. The sofa itself. So, yes. So you think if you have your sofa, you're kind of stuck with it. Maybe you're kind of moved on with your style choice. And you're thinking, what am I going to do? I can't afford to replace the sofa. What am I going to do? And one option is what I did, which is to slip cover it. But I know not everybody. Oh, I thought it was moving. Just moving and leaving the sofa behind. Just move. (laughs) Yeah, just move. That's right. Buy a new house. Well, if you can't afford a new sofa, then maybe you can't afford to move either. (laughs) So, uh but uh, so you can make a slip cover for the whole thing, but I understand that's kind of an advanced skill. So <laughs> I, there's another step here. Okay, good. You were laughing like, at me. No, no, I was just laughing at. I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe there's an easier <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. So I right. So that's the point. Is there is something else that you can do, and that is to just make covers for the cushions, the back cushion, change out the pillows. Of course, we talk about that all the time. But you can make covers for the cushions, the seat cushions or the back cushions. You can sew them. You can have them made. And then another thing that I've seen that I think is quite nice is a very country English look is to take a beautiful throw or blanket and wrap it around the cushions, just around the whole seat of the sofa. Have you seen that done? Oh, yeah, that's kind of, it mm-hmm. could be boho, it could be English right. country. I mean, you can really pull that, depending on what you're throwing over there, you could have it work with a bunch of different styles. Right, especially like a Suzanne bedspread. Go on eBay, look for those. There, You see them a lot in English country style. Mm-hmm. And put that on there, and that's probably going to be big enough to cover the back and the seat. Just tuck it in, and I think that would really give it a fresh look. Pop some new pillows on, and um, yeah, then you'll have a whole fresh look for your sofa. Or the really elegant look that I have currently on my beautiful charcoal linen sofa is Mm -hmm. a double layer of black drop cloths because I have three dogs. That's right. There you go. When people come over, the dogs go in the kitchen, and the the drop cloths come off, and the pillows. Oh, you take them off. Well, when humans come to hang out in the living room, I take them off. But I mean, I and sometimes you know, I have to say, when I clean them, usually I'll wash those when the dogs go get washed. Um, you know, put them in the washing machine, so the sofa is free, and I'm admiring it, how beautiful it is. I'm always afraid when I'm pulling it back, like somebody got their claws in something. But so far, so good. And I have, so I have to say, this very heavy duty drop cloth. And I got them in black, and you get them on Amazon in black, has done a wonderful job of preserving my sofa. I don't get well, to see I've it had as start, often, but... <laughs> I've had to start going with the the uh, throw over the cushions because, uh, let's see, one side of the cushions, somebody used a magic marker on. Mm. That was permanently gone, so... Uh. I was not coming out, so I had to flip it over. And then, I don't know, there's been a lot of accidents. Spilled chocolate 
ice cream and all kinds of things. So I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of tired of washing the slip cover every week. Right. So uh, we're moving on to a throw that I can throw in the washing machine a lot faster. Good idea. How about adding a mirror to your living room? You know I love a mirror in every mm-hmm. single room. So this would be a great room to have a mirror in. If you can have it over your mantle, that's a lovely place to have a mirror. It will reflect whatever you've got going on there. Maybe you've got some flickering votives or something super pretty. Or if that's not the right place for a mirror, try to position opposite a window and then the mirror will reflect what's going on outside and then bring nature and openness to the space. I think that's a great idea. And I love mirrors too. I mean, it does just, and there's so many beautiful ones. So don't just get a plain mirror. Go get a beautiful mirror that's going to add some interest to your room when you go do this. Now, another thing that you can do, and this is my solution to pretty much any decorating problem, is to add a French chair to the room. So, <laughs> I, just, yeah, anything. It makes everything better. Oh, you have a well, it kind Go of, get a French chair. Oh it kind gosh. of does. But yeah. you know, seriously, if you want to have just kind of this really elegant pulled together look, I highly recommend if you don't have any antiques in your room to add a couple. It doesn't have to be all antiques. And a lot of times it's weird if it is all antiques. So I'm just ask. I'm just suggesting it's maybe weird. one or two. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and think about that French chair. I think you're going to really like it. They're beautiful. Well, I love my Berger chairs. Oh, yes. Absolutely beautiful. And the little French chairs that are really elegant and lovely. I mean, who can resist, really? They're beautiful, and you can tuck them in anywhere. And again, it's that idea, even if there's a couple of looks, like mid-century or something like that, that might really not go with a French chair or maybe boho. I don't know how you feel about that, Anita. But there's a few things that maybe a French chair wouldn't be happy living with. It's not going to go with arts and crafts. Right. There the Japandi we talked about. Right, right, right. That was it. But so many looks would be open to and hospitable to a little French chair, a little French mm-hmm. doodad. Because that, again, is creating that tension. Like I just talked about having a different sort of cocktail table. But just don't do one thing in that style. So I I think if you have a little French chair, then add a little something else that's French inspired. Mm. You know, you try to French ha- mirror. Right. So try to have like three of that Mm -hmm. other style, if you will, in the living room to make it make sense rather than just being like, oh, this was left over from when we had our chateau in Normandy and we just didn't know what to do with it because everything else is from Pottery Barn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the, I mean, it would, would make it flow better if you have more than one for sure. Texture. So important. And when you think of texture, I know when I say it, sometimes in my head, I think of like a basket or, you know, something really chunky and woven. It doesn't even have to be that dramatic. It could be a textured pillow. It can be a different fiber rug. It can be bamboo shades or natural woven shades. It can be as simple as a rattan picture frame, but someplace in the room and ideally more than once add some texture and plants. What a great room to add some plants to. Just don't, you know, if you don't spend a lot of time in your living room, don't forget there's a live thing in there and please water it and and spritz it (laughs) off once in a while. But a plant is a wonderful thing to add. Again, if you do something tall, like you got a palm or something like that, or one of those very famous fiddly figs, you're going to add height to the room, an organic element. You cannot go wrong with it, but don't just leave it 
in the the plastic container that it comes in. Certainly not the one with the holes in the bottom, uh, but not even sometimes they give you a plastic one that goes over the one that has the holes in it. Get yourself a nice basket or a nice, even if you wanted to do a terracotta inside, you could do something Mm -hmm. like that. Or you could do a glazed one. Give the plant something nice to sit in. That's going to really make a difference. And for not too much money, really change the look of a corner in your living room. I love the idea of plants in your room. And I just think you can't go wrong with that. It brings the outdoors in and it's going to make it feel more cozy. And speaking of how you can make the ceilings feel more tall. Another thing you can do is paint the trim the same color as the wall. So then it feels like the wall goes up a little bit taller than it does. So, you know, that's, that's another option. So you're saying paint all the trim in that room, the same color as the wall. Uh, Yeah, I guess you could, I guess that would be weird to do the ceiling, the top one. I guess you could just do the top, but I think I would do both. Yeah. I would want the trim to match. Right. I think that's a real look now that's kind of popular and people are trying it out. I know Farrell and Ball, like all their catalogs, they're out showing all the trim in the same color of the walls. Or you could even do a similar color, but just a little bit lighter or darker. Mm-hmm. I think it right. would have so a Right, so you just don't look. have that cut of the line. You know, because I, I, like, I think that's like the way I dress. Like I like to wear all one color kind of mm-hmm. in a sense because I'm not tall so if I've got you know a shirt that's one color and then I have a belt and I have pants in another color I look shorter but if I had all, something all black on you know I look taller well I'm short-waisted so I have the same thing going on I look yeah I look like I don't have a waist if I'm wearing two different colors so yeah I have to wear the same color too you look fabulous all the time. Oh, don't even... darling, so do you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, well, pillows, did we talk about them enough, do you think? Mm, I don't think we did. I'm okay. going for it. So pillows, if you do nothing else, change those pillow covers. It's so easy. It's so inexpensive, too, for a lot of them. And I think you can get a pretty nice pillow cover for like $9.99 on some of these websites on Amazon and places like that. Remember that Twal one that I was telling everyone about? Oh, yeah, A ton of people bought that one. It was great. But there are other companies that are doing that. So if you don't want to break the bank, but you want a little something to change up and freshen up your living room, a pro tip is to change out your pillow covers. But please do make sure that you have good inserts because a good Mm -hmm. insert will last you a long time and it is well worth the money that you will spend. Absolutely. And one last tip I have for today, and that is to add a touch of black to the room. So just like a painting needs lights and darks, you want lights and darks in your room. And I just think a little bit of black uh, adds a beauty and richness to every room. That is a great idea. And we would love to see some of your living rooms. I'm sure so many of them are incorporating all these pro tips already. So send a picture as is, or if you're taking these tips to heart and you're in your living room and you're taking stuff out and moving stuff around, send us a before and after picture because we really, really love those. So what's our IG feature? Do you remember in Pride and Prejudice, Elizabeth Bennett has a friend who marries Mr. Collins. So she becomes Miss Miss Collins. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before that, she has a maiden name. Do you remember her name? Oh, my gosh. I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, I know. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'll tell I you I can't remember. 
Well, I not that you normally would. Uh, but it's, it's one of like my fave you. books. Yeah. Okay. I know, mine too. Charlotte Lucas. Does that sound familiar? Charlotte Lucas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So our feature is Charlotte Lucas, but ah! not the one from the book. Okay. <laughs> she is a designer. And actually, her Instagram handle is Charlotte H. Lucas. Mm -hmm. And she has been featured in Architectural Digest, House Beautiful, Veranda, El Decor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And she has beautiful interiors. These are elegant, high-end. You're going to get so many great ideas from them. I thought it was beautiful. What did you think? Oh, it's beautiful. It really is. Lots of color. Yeah, lots of traditional pieces, but done in really interesting ways. Beautiful fabrics. It's it's really nice. Yeah, I thought she did a wonderful job with her feet. Yeah. So everybody should check it out. Give a follow. And let's talk about our crushes. I am loving this woman. And I have used her as a crush before, and I just can't get enough of her. I <laughs> Heather Robertson gives the best free workout on YouTube. It it is amazing. She's doing now this seven-day glow-up workout, and I did it day three right before I came in here to record the podcast. And boy, I I know I'm going to be sore when I stand up, but it's amazing. So if you haven't tried Heather's workouts yet, please do yourself a favor and do it. You know, it is bathing suit season, ladies. And so, and gents. So definitely worth it. She doesn't give you all the woohoos and yada das. She just gets right down to it. And it's a, it's a very simple background. She's very easy to follow. She lets you know exactly what's coming at you. There's no guesswork. And you don't waste time running around trying to get equipment or figuring out the move. It's simple, straightforward, and you get a great workout. So if you haven't tried Heather yet, check her out and specifically check out the seven day glow up workout. Nice. Well, mine sort of has to do with the workout, but not. Okay. Well, you know, I was talking about what I was going to do with my yard. Yeah. Because I put the jasmine in the front yard and then I was trying to decide what to do with the backyard. We talked about the faux grass Yeah. versus uh, because I was just not wanting to deal with all the the lawn crew in my backyard all the time. So Mm -hmm. I decided so I decided to go with mowing my yard myself. So that's going to be my workout. I went ahead and got an electric mower. We talked about the push mower too. Mm-hmm. The, um, what is that called? The real mower. Yes. R-E-E-L. Yes. That's what we and have. So, mm-hmm. Well, we looked at that, but I went ahead and got a, an electric mower. And so really, I just have to mow the backyard now. But I thought it's so small. I got the mower and then I got the blower and the weed eater, and they all share the same battery. So you can just get one battery and then use them for all three items, which I really like. And it's they're not nearly as loud as your the gas-fired oh, those mower gas or the gas-fired blower. Honestly, that that has to stop. I it's so awful. I know. I want to go move to a forest somewhere where I don't have anyone blowing the leaves from one person's side of the forest there's somebody to the here. other side of the forest. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. And there's somebody here on the street. There's some crew here every day, and so there's just it can get kind of loud. So I did the whole. I mean, this tells you how small my backyard is. I did. I was finished with everything in thirty minutes. Good for you. Good for if you that that much. doing that. So I got a 30-minute workout, yeah. although I did get the uh, self-propelled, so maybe it wasn't much of a workout. No, no, no. It, it definitely is. And you just, just a thought. 
you know, everybody mm-hmm. has to do what's right for them. But if you do hire a crew, a mow and blow crew to come and do your lawn, see what they're using. Just maybe you never thought about it. If it's a gas operated blower and mower and all of that, maybe talk to them about it. Because if more people ask them to go electric or you gave them the option here, uh, you know, I'll buy you a trimmer and here's a long extension cord or here's a battery, you go for it. They might, they might accommodate you that way because it is awful the fumes that are going into the environment in addition to the noise pollution. So I will get off my green uh, soapbox right now, but just something to think about. I would like everyone in my neighborhood to stop doing that. I'm sure that's not going to happen, but the more people that just give it a second thought, maybe, you know, we can we can stop that because I did read somewhere it, the equivalent of an old one of those blowers going for like an hour is the equivalent of the uh, exhaust coming out of 30 cars. Crazy. Oh, wow. Crazy. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, this was a lot of tips, wasn't it? We have to get back on a high note now. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, this was so fun. And I hope this was helpful to you. We enjoyed it. Yeah, let us know I if hope- you like this, the, mm-hmm. the pro tips, because I think it's great. We're just coming at you with all these tips on a certain room or area in your house. Yeah, so you can go around your living room right now and, and check off the list and see see what, what you might need to work on. So. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.